0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard with both Celtic and Rangers in friendly action tonight in France. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me in the studio is Gordon DL. Yeah, good evening Alison, lovely to be here. I've just watched the first half of the Celtic game. Great to see that our Scottish clubs are now starting to take their pre-season fixtures on their way. Um, Although results don't matter, you still want to win games and uh, Celtic I thought started the game brilliantly. And it was the first time, and it surprised me in all the years I've been in football, I watched a goal, thought, ah, great start for Celtic, Edward puts it in the back of the net, cool finish, and a pre-season friendly VAR steps in, never been known, but that's what it's there for anyway, we can't afford it in Scotland, but they can afford it in France for pre-season games. And then obviously Celtic lost a, a real bad goal there to be trailing 1-0 at half time. And uh, we'll, we'll see a lot of substitutions. And then later on, obviously, mm-hmm. it'll be Rangers' turn. I think what the, uh, uh, we'll see is that uh, most pitches are really good at this time of season, uh, especially with no football being played on them. But that pitch over there looks like a carpet, like a bowling green so Rangers will be looking forward to it later on and Celtic will be looking forward to the next 45 minutes. You can give us a call tonight on 0141 951 1025 so Gordon it's been 126 days since either Celtic or Rangers played a televised game that um, Bayer Leverkusen game was the mm. last televised game before lockdown so we've waited 126 days and they're both playing on TV Today. Yeah, yeah, and, and Alison, I never come into the studio early. Uh, I like to do my research at home, do all my homework for it, prepare for it, come in. Uh, but come in just to watch the first half, and uh, I really enjoyed the first mm-hmm. half. The players will enjoy getting back to playing football. Yes, there's no supporters there. You see one or two sprinkled uh, about the stadium, but it's all about getting that fitness. It's all about getting used to a match game again, playing against opposition that you don't know getting the pace of the game. Now, if I look tonight, Neil Lennon, it'll be interesting to see what the Rangers manager, uh, he does later on, but Neil Lennon started with probably nearly the strongest side that he's got uh, available to him just now. But once again, there will be a lot of substitutions made, just getting a bit of game time into the players and getting them to get used to the feel of playing in closed-door stadiums. So the Celtic starting 11 was Scott Bain in goal, a back four of... Julian Ed, no, not Edward, obviously. <laughs> I'm actually reading the starting eleven. Well, do you know what the this formation that um, Premier Sports put yeah. up was um, slightly, slightly suspect? And I just looked at that and I thought, oh, no, I forgot, can't do you this. I forgot my favourite player, Frimpong. At Frimpong right is yes. there. Yep. So it is Bain, Frimpong, Julian, Julian, Aya, Taylor, McGregor, Brown, Yep, Forrest, Christie, uh-huh. El Yunusi, and Edward. Well done. There you go. It's all about Off the pre- top of your head. All about preparation. I'll give you the Rangers team later on. Yes, we'll bring you that as soon as we get it. They obviously kick off at 7.45. So as you say, probably nearest the strongest team, I suppose, that goalkeeping place we look at. Will Scott Bain start the season? Just now, he'll have to. Yeah. Um, he's the number one choice, but there's still... What you're looking at two weeks come Sunday mm-hmm. uh, for Celtic for a kickoff, but you'd really want someone in place, uh, Alison. 
I think Scott Bain's a decent enough goalkeeper. I'm sure that a lot of Celtic fans out there would be quite happy to go along with him as the number one. But I'm quite surprised. I know that Rangers have um, they've been out doing a little bit of business, um, strengthening their squad. Celtic, I'm a bit surprised that they've not freshened up just now because, as we say, there's only two weeks come Sunday. How much does Celtic need to strengthen? I think. I think. Well, you'll have the argument that because of past seasons with the players like the Forrest, the Browns, McGregor's, Edwards and people like that, that Celtic fans would be quite happy to go with the same squad. But as a player, mm-hmm. and it's very, very strange, as a player, when you get back to pre-season, when you get back to games, you like to you like to know there's fresh faces coming into the dressing room. Just gives it a little bit of lift, gives a bit of competition for places. I know that Celtic have got a very uh, strong squad, but I would be very surprised if Celtic do not have some fresh faces in by the time the kick-off against Hamilton Aki's at Celtic Park. But you really need to get them in a little bit earlier. For for instance, going over to that tournament would be ideal because you get to travel, you spend a lot of time, you're training with your new teammates, you get to know them a bit better. But they're taking their time uh, to do some business, but I think they will. No Lee Griffiths in France, of course. Mm-hmm. He was left behind to train on his own at Celtic after returning for pre-season, not fully fit. Will he be watching this and thinking, look, I need to get myself in peak condition, be- you know, in time for the new season and work as hard as I can? Is this a bit of a, I don't want to say wake-up call, but in a sense, you know, he's come back re- reportedly, say a stone overweight, you know, overweight in terms of an, you know, an he's, athlete he's, he's been down this road before Alison mm-hmm. I remember sitting at Celtic Park and after training watching him coming off and he was carrying a little bit of weight uh, and as a footballer you know and as a manager ex-manager and everything, you know that you, you can you can see that there's there's players not in the, the peak condition mm-hmm. that, that's required and Lee Griffiths at that point and we've, it's all documented about other issues that the, the lads have to go through we don't know what was happening through lockdown I think a lot of people a lot of us out there were struggling at times as well I'm not making excuses for Lee but he's come back he's come back before from it the one thing I will say about him he's a talented footballer and he can score goals and I think he will be an important player for Celtic next season he's got a bit of competition in there um, but I think he will be important because he can and he showed it season after season in the right Frame of mind, in the right sharpness, Lee Griffiths is a very important player for Celtic. Also, it gives Celtic an option for tonight. They're playing with uh, Edward as a lone striker. I liked Celtic when they started playing with two up top. Edward was coming into the, the spaces just uh, behind the midfield, mm-hmm. picking up the balls. Griffiths was playing on the shoulder. Uh, allowed Neil Lennon to change the system to a back three, which I think he quite liked. Now, Klamala's there, Bio's there. Can they step up to the plate in these pre-season games? We don't know yet. They've got to be given an opportunity. But Lee will be working very hard at Lennox Town, getting his fitness, try to get a few, obviously, the, the, the under-21s or the reserves, whatever you want to call it. They'll have games in as well. And he'll be desperate to show Neil Lennon that, look, I want to be a part of this season coming up because it's a very important season for Celtic and Rangers, of course. From a manager's point of view, you've you've been there. Is it the right decision when when a player comes back like that that they maybe need that little nudge of well, you're not coming to France because you're not up to speed? 
Right, okay, you can look at it. There's managers that handle it in different ways. Neil mm. Lennon's worked with uh, Lee Griffiths. Uh, he knows him. He knows everything about the boy. Um, he thinks that's the best way to handle him. Me, personally, I would have probably... I would have had a word with him and I'd have taken him with me. Uh, and I'd have worked him over there. Mm-hmm. And made him, you know, make, make him sit there and watch that and say, look, you'll have to work to get into so this So take team. him but don't play him. Yeah, yeah. I would take him and work with him because he'd be working with the first team. He's a first team player, Alison. I totally understand Neil's thinking of it. Neil's laying, uh, laying down the laws mm-hmm. if they say, this is too important now. We can't have passengers. But we don't know what's happened to Lee. You know, everybody's talking about his fitness. Fitness, you can get that back very quickly, especially with what you've got helping you. The sports scientist guys there, the fitness guys, you know, the heart rate monitors, they can get you up to speed in fitness quickly. So as much as I do agree that Neil was quite right to leave him and put down a marker, me personally, I'd have looked at it and think, right, okay, yeah, I'm going to punish you in a way. I'm going to put down the barrier. I'm going to put up the barrier here, but I'm taking you with me. I want to keep an eye on you. I want to make sure you're involved. And I want you to show me every day in training that you're hungry to get back up to that uh, fitness. 01419511025 is the number you need. And Alec and Parkhead's on the line. Hello, Alec. Hi, Alison. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Alec. Uh, hi Alex, can I just say a wee quick uh, get well message to my brother, he's a regular listener, uh, he's in Edinburgh Royal Infirmary now, uh, and hopefully he'll be listening. What's sure. his name? Uh, and, and, Andy Cox, okay. he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Rangers man, uh, Gordon, I'm a Celtic man, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a other thing. <laughs> get well soon Andy. Uh, get well soon Andy, are you okay? Uh, cheers. Aye, aye. So, obviously the football. Uh, watching the game, Gordon, you know, I thought Celtic, I thought the tempo and everything was great. Uh, you know, you wouldn't think it was a 120 odd uh, game since the last game. But for me, it's just like, you know, getting football back. And I know a lot's happened around the world and everything else, but, you know, uh, we all love our football. And just watching it on the telly, two weeks, you know, to our virtual uh, season, but kicks in and everything else. But, you know, it's just it's trying to get this wee back, wee bit of normality back. And obviously, Rangers are playing later. And uh, you know, but I, I'm really encouraged to what I've, what I've watched so far. And why the goal was chopped off, I, I don't, I never know. It was a foul. Uh, Christy foul. Yeah, yeah. Christy uh, fouled, and it felt obviously everybody thought right away it was offside. But what surprises me is the fact that. It's a, a, a mini tournament And so for France We've got VAR Right Which I, I found incredible But that's the way That football's going But it doesn't matter About the goal To be honest with you I, I think you're right I thought the tempo Of the game For such a long layoff Was very good indeed A bit of sharpness I don't think Neil will be Particularly happy With the defending With the, the goal they lost They were diving all over the place like amateurs at times. Decent save by Scott Bain. Scott Bain, yeah, and also there was a there was a warning just before that with uh, you know a set play a header at the back post and Scott Bain had to make that good save and then there was a good block. But I think Celtic have had good moments. They started very well. Uh, They looked sharp. They looked fit. They looked hungry. I'm sure Rangers will be the same tonight when they kick off. Uh, But I totally agree with you, Alec. It's just uh, great to be sitting and at least watching it on TV and knowing that 
we're having a build up to which is going to be a terrific season, an exciting season. And uh, so far, I've got to say, I've enjoyed the first 45 minutes. I would like to see in the second half, you know, I don't know if he'll bring Eddie out, but I would like to see him maybe changing it to, to, to two up top. Uh, I'd like to see the boy Clamalla. Uh, you know, we can't really judge you, boy. Same way, the same way, bio. But, you know, all accounts, you know, Clamalla's bulk to sell up and train and everything else. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, if Griffiths, if Griffiths doesn't step up to the plate, you know, there's a there's an opportunity there for somebody else. You know, that's the only thing. If, if Clamalla comes in and starts banging in a couple of goals, you know, Griffiths maybe finds his, his, his self back down the peck order. But we all know what Lee can do. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the guy does. I hope the guy does get himself up to speed, and uh, can be part of this uh, campaign because it's going to be huge. Well, I'm sure that the I'm sure he will see obviously changes at the night. You you won't see. You'll be lucky if you see four four of the players probably finishing the the ninety minutes. Uh, it'll all be monitored. Um, obviously, they've got their heart rate monitors and. You know, everything will be making sure that there's no injuries, a bit of fitness, as I say, a bit of sharpness there. It's an opportunity in pre-season. It's always an opportunity for players. Yeah. You, you can get someone that you've absolutely forgotten about that can just have one of those pre-seasons that all of a sudden the manager changes his mind completely about him and thinks, yeah, you could be a big part of this. Clamal is a, a perfect example. Now, I've got to say... When he came to Celtic at first, I, I, I thought, no, not for me. It's not mm-hmm. going to do, not good enough. But he's got to be given a chance. He's got to, you know, settle into club, settle into football, settle into Scottish football as well. As Alex said there, he's been out and at least he's trying to do something positive. He's put a bit of muscle on. Um, whether that makes you a better footballer, I have no idea. Um, but he's obviously been advised by the sports science guys to go out and say, right, we need to get you, you know, a bit more strength. You look at Ryan Christie, for instance. He was the same under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. It was well documented that he started doing a lot more weights and started to bulk up a little bit. It worked for him. I don't know if it'll work for MDLs uh, because Ryan Christie's a very, very good player. But there's an opportunity there for someone, whether it be Clamalla, Bio. I don't know, someone just to come in and say to Neil Lennon, you don't need to go in the transfer market. I'm here. I'm ready to play. It might just be their turn. I have no idea, but I'm sure that I'm just looking at TV pictures here. All the substitutes are out warming up. You'll certainly get a lot of uh, substitutions in the second half. I want to get your take on, IFAB confirmed yesterday that there will be the option for five substitutes to be extended over the course of the whole of next season. Now, obviously, it's up to the SPFL for league games if they implement this, the SFA for the Scottish Cup, if they want to implement it. Speaking to Gary Holt today, he's not in favour of it. You see, maybe for the first month, yes, Mm. it might be quite good. Let the players get up to speed. It's been a while, six games in the first month. But he says, over the course of the season, it's a bit stop-starting. Like he says, you know, I remember that he played in the days of one substitute. I played in the days of none. Uh, that's why I was always in the stand <laughs> um, I, I agree with Gary uh, I think that there's an option there to Yeah, relax it for the first month or so Because there's going to be a lot of games coming Thick and fast, Alison and, you're, and as much as 
I'm one that says footballers are spoiled. They are spoiled, of course, sir. They're well looked after, but there's a lot of games there, a lot of demands put on them, especially the bigger clubs. Um, I think there's an opportunity to say, yeah, for the first month or two, to everybody gets up to speed. We don't want to see players being overplayed and picking up niggly injuries and whatever. But I think that when you start to change something and say, right, we'll go a full season, five subs, you're sitting at a game, five substitutes sometimes absolutely kill a game. Mm -hmm. You see in pre-season games, you're enjoying the game, and a manager will get there. Changes. And it completely changes the pace of the game, everything about the game. So I think that maybe there's an option for the first month, as Gary Holt quite rightly says. But after that, I would stick to what we've got, the three substitutions. What about the water breaks? Yeah, get the water breaks in because we'll, we'll, all we we'll have to do is hold out our bottles and the, the, the rain will fall lame. <laughs> we'll, we'll have plenty of water breaks. Don't worry about that. It's an absolute nonsense. I, I understand in England with the weather and everything, but some of these games, especially the second half one, when it's at night time and the weather's died, it's not been a sunny day. Do you know what, what, what it's doing is, it's not become the water break, it's become the coaching break. Yeah. It's given an opportunity. Now, you can say, well, that is a good... Some people will think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. You know, giving the coach five minutes or three minutes, whatever it may be, to say... But that's like, not the point. We shouldn't have... No, that, but, yeah. but but uh, listen, football's moved on. I never thought I would ever see VAR chopping off a goal in a pre-season game. Uh, but the game's moved on. Now, whether people might think, right, OK, we'll give you an opportunity uh, in the second half and the first half after 20-odd minutes, to have a word with I don't agree with it no. let me tell you I don't agree with it <laughs> but football and like every other sport is changing it's as simple as that in Scotland do we need water breaks absolutely no chance well interestingly I was out at Livingston so, so I used Gary Holt because we asked him about it today and he said the same as you it's becoming this tactical break so he said if you want to have these water breaks you need to make it a rule that the coaching team need to stay well back they have their water and they restart. He says, I'm not having this stopping for a tactical discussion. We don't get enough sun to have a water <laughs> break. Now, a lot of people say, well, it's not about that, but yet they're well, you know, looked after these players. You know, the game's been going a long, long time, Alison, especially in Scotland and with our climate, our weather. Do we really need to be coming off after 23 minutes and taking large amounts of water on or whatever it may be We've went without it for years and years and years. Unless it's one of these terrific summers that we have for, you know, a month and all of a sudden players get, they've got to get water on board. I totally understand that. But it is, coaches are using it as an excuse mm -hmm. and you see that in England. They're not hiding it. They're out there. They're changing tactics. They're telling players, you know, instructions. We don't want that, but we never know. It could change. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale here with me. Alison Conroy on Clyde One Super Scoreboard through until 7 o'clock tonight. Celtic still 1 0 down to Nice. Missed by Ryan Christie, Gordon. Yeah, one that he would normally put in the back in it, Alison. 
Um, I'll make an excuse. It's his first game. He's not having his best season. Uh, <laughs> He's not having his best season. <laughs> it's, it's July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all stats here, Alison. Um, yeah. No, he goes through. It's a terrific run from him. He opens up to just place it with his left foot. You think, here we go, 1 1. Uh, but he places it past the post. But it's not about. Any manager will tell you it's nice to win games. Of course it is. You want to win every game. It's the old cliche. Oh, you're a winner. You're a winner. You've got to win every game. But this is all about fitness. This is all about getting back into the pace of uh, playing competitive sort of a football against opposition you don't know. And the pace is completely different from a bounce game you get at Lennox Town against maybe the squad that, you know, go 11 v 11 or you get a team in that just to play against... This is completely different. This is a build-up to starting the season uh, in two weeks' time. It's been very good. And uh, Neil, I don't think, unless I'm wrong, has not made any substitutions. We're 53 on the clock. I wonder if we'll get the old 60-minute one. That was a favourite. Whether you want to make a sub or not, you've made a sub at 60-minute. That was a that was a habit of Scottish football. Yep. So we'll wait and see if um, we get substitutions on. I'm sure we will. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Ian Blantyre's on the line. Hello, Ian. Hello. I hope you're all well tonight. We're good. Hi, Ian. It was, hi, Jim. Uh, hi, Gordon. Uh, it was it was great to hear Jim Duffy last night on the on the phone and didn't didn't realise he'd been ill. Absolutely, yeah. He, ha- he has been ill, but he's back, fighting fit, looking great. Uh, so I went, I went and had my first haircut today in five months. So I was, anyway, that's the, I want to make my point sure. uh, about the, you know, the uh, five substitutions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think it's uh, okay for the first couple of months, maybe, but I, mean, I agree with Gordon there, but I agree with Gordon Dale. But I think it's about time consuming. See all these, making all these, it's about 30 seconds per substitution, isn't it? 30 yeah. seconds per. Yeah. I think right. there might only be three stoppage, stoppages, though, so two might be, need to be made together. Uh-huh. And then there's two. I was hearing last night with Jim Duffy that there's two, there, there's two young, young players in each team. No, that was, that was a suggestion from Jim Duffy. Gordon, I don't know if it you was heard a bit, it, he it, suggested that two uh-huh. of the five subs should be, like, say, under 21 players. It was a very, it was a very good suggestion. I think it's very good because that, that's the game needs young players. Yeah, I think I'd say, to be honest with you, I think this is mm-hmm. this is an old tale that we've now got the players. The game needs. I think we've got young players all around Scotland. I think because financially, the young players nowadays are getting a better opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just think that we've got some decent young players. I always believe that. Um, young players, if they're good enough and they're shown enough at training, I think managers nowadays put their faith in them. I really do. I think they decide to go with them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of young players. I'm watching English football now because that's the only thing that was really going on. And there's a lot of English football in this. Yeah, and and there's a lot of young players coming through. You look at Manchester United as well, bringing through some young players, and Chelsea mm-hmm. with Gilmore getting an opportunity. And unfortunately, boys had an injury. I just feel oh, that I just feel that there's an avenue there. If you're good enough nowadays, I think managers are brave enough to mm-hmm. give you the opportunity. Uh, I can understand Duff's uh, thinking about you know to the, the 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 substitutes might should be younger. I don't think we should go down that road. I think we should try it for a month uh, to give the players time to bed in, and then I think we should go back to three substitutions. I don't. 
Our football was working. That's why we didn't have reconstruction because everybody was was liking the twelve uh, team setup. We know that obviously with the Hearts and situation that's still going on, but it was a a product yep. for me that I go to the games with you, Alison, week in week out. Mm-hmm. It was working. I was enjoying it. Now, would it have been any better with more? I don't know. I can't answer that. But I, mm-hmm. I'm quite happy to start with twelve. And it's the same with the substitutions. Sometimes yeah. we tend to look at changing things just for the sake of change. I know we've got to move forward. I understand for the start of the season where yes. players got up to speed, absolutely. Yes, but I, think, I agree with yeah, that. I think mm-hmm. five for the full season. But that's not to say that the SPFL and the SFA are going to implement this. It's an option that IFAB has given. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we go with it. But as far as I'm concerned, first month, yes, help the clubs out and then go back to our normal three substitutions. There's nothing wrong with our game. Our game's good. We've got a terrific season to look forward to. Um, so let's just go on with it. Thank you to Ian and Blantar for his call. Well, New Livingston striker Salim Quidar Isar says he's ready for the step up to the Premiership despite playing junior football just 14 months ago. The 24-year-old joined from Queen's Park this week and says his time on building sites and playing amateur football inspired him to work hard and make it to the top. Well, it's a bit surreal and I need to pinch myself but can't really sit on it too long because I'm in this situation for a reason so it's just about coming in working hard again and going again and seeing where it kind of takes you. It was only a little over two years ago I was still amateur playing with my local team um, scaffolding as well so then season later that was kind of my wake up call going back to my amateur team and kind of thinking to yourself I, I can do better so I just thought I'd give it another crack and see where it takes me. And I've kind of got my head down, put my full concentration on the football. Took a season at a time as well. There's no point in kind of saying, oh, I'm going to be playing for Real Madrid next season. I've just took it a season at a time and thought, oh, juniors next year. And then after the juniors, get interest from the seniors. And then when I went seniors, it was a case of getting full time. And I'm glad that it's happened. Now he was playing at Colsaith. Then he went to Queen's Park. Mm-hmm. You've seen him play. Yeah. Um, I like the fact of the step up, but like my career, uh, worked in the building <laughs> site. I helped be a big part of Mitchell Library. Worked there for four days. <laughs> Single-handedly built Single-handedly, yeah, built extension. So don't need to thank me for all those people that use the facility. Um, but I have watched the boy, and uh, okay, it was against Matt Wilson's breaking. Oh come on! I feel like I put a, a pair of Adidas football boots on. I'd have probably been playing with Livingston myself just now. <laughs> But um, no, good job he's out the country. I like his, I like his hunger. I like the way he was talking there. He is a decent player. He really is. And um, I think Gary Holt. The one thing I'll say about Gary Holt, I think he's got a good eye for a player. He's got a good feeling for what fits his club. Uh, as you obviously we we seen last year, they had a terrific season. Livingston, um, very well organised, discipline. So Gary will have done his homework on the boy and. I, I wish him all the best in the world. I hope the boy's a success. I'm really looking forward to see how he he makes that step because let me tell you something. It's a big that, change. Uh, it's massive. It uh, really is massive. You go from playing, no disrespect, to that level and then all of a sudden you're pitched up at Celtic Park, you're pitched up at Ibrox, Petordry, uh, and you're thinking, I'm hardly getting a, a kick of the ball here. Um, but I'm sure he'll enjoy it and uh, he's worked very hard for it and I wish him all the very, very best. He's 24, so he's, he's still fairly <sighs> young in his career, but in terms of when you think 14 months ago he was playing amateur football, 
you know, <laughs> you, you must get to a point you think, am I going to make it? So he's got a bit of grit and determination that he's kept going. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of players like that, Alison. Uh, you've got to have the belief, determination. He'll probably have looked at it and made a few mistakes as a as a young player, like we all do, and then decided, no, I feel I've got, you know, the ability to to play at a decent level. He's rolled his sleeves up. He's went through the the ranks. He got to Queen's Park, as I said. I thought I was very impressed with him that day. Uh, played very very well indeed, and uh, I'm delighted he's now getting an opportunity and not just. It's not just a jump to the, for instance, the championship. He's went to a top five club. They finished yeah. fifth last year. So it's it's been a great move for him. And as I say, I wish him all the best. I think he will. I think he will fit into Livingston because every player at Livingston seems to bring in. Gary brings in. He, he does his homework. There are no big names there. They just fit into a team system pattern. And that's the way he likes it. He's very disciplined, Gary. Obviously, with his background. So the boy will know that he'll have to go there and really put his head down and work very hard to achieve anything and I'm sure he will He said his path crossed briefly with Lyndon Dykes Lyndon Dykes of course was at Queen's Park for that that three month period and he said you know he went to Livingston Lyndon was like well you should not at Queen's Park when I was there and he says you know when he sees players like that doing well but not just that he says being at Queen's Park you see the likes of Andy Robertson obviously mm-hmm. is the main one but Lauren Shankland yeah. For example, as well, there's a, a lot of players have come from Queen's Park. That's why I'm saying there's a great opportunity there. If you, as a player, go and you know put your head down, do all the right things, work very hard at it, get a little bit of luck. You need luck in every walk of life. You need a little bit of luck. I've had a lot of luck in mines. <laughs> let me tell you, I've been married three times, so you need that. But I'm sure that he's been given the opportunity. I like Dykes, as you said there, that he was at, what, Queenie South not that long mm-hmm. ago. He's changed from the all-blue hair to multicoloured hair now, so he's yeah. kind of... Yeah, well, that's what it's all about. And and he, he was he's getting tipped for moves to uh, a, a club the size of Rangers. So it just shows you what a, a deter- bit of determination, bit of hard work can get you. And I'm sure a young boy will try and do that. And uh, as I say, I wish him all the best. Can't wait to see him play. I showed Gordon as well, obviously a lot of clubs are going to be doing the cardboard cutouts on seats for the new season. The the pictures are being put in place as we speak. Mother will have put a picture out. Now, I absolutely love it. There's a dog and it's my favourite. It's just this wee dog sitting on a seat ready for the game. I was a bit concerned when you said to me, you will not believe who's sitting on a seat here. I thought my photo was going to... Well, have you, have you given them a call? Have you? No, I'm a bit disappointed. I'll be speaking to Mr. Burroughs. Uh, I'll be cycling by his house in the next few days. M- might just pop in. You just creep past people's oh, houses yeah, in Motherwell, yeah, don't yeah. you? Yeah, people are. I, I bumped into Willie Faulkner, remember? Willie mm-hmm. played with Motherwell Celtic. Uh, bumped into him today in the Strathclyde Park. He's out cycling as well. It's amazing out on that bike. I've got a puncture. Have you? You're 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 the one that always seem to pass all the time. I don't. I think you're following my route. Uh, but no, I like to go and go about the the schemes and look at the chat the windows of the players. And Alan, if you're listening, shut your curtains. Like Gordon and Alan and people like that. So he will be getting a visit. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Gordon DL and Alison Conroy here until 7 o'clock on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still 1-0 to Nice in Celtic's pre-season friendly in France. Gordon, you're right. Around about 60 minutes. Mm. More or less, well, they have, not more or less. They have changed the whole team. So starting 11, it's now Connor Hazard, Hassam Abdelhamid, Stephen Welsh, Nir Beaton, Bongoli, Scott Robertson... Ismail Soro, Olivian Cham, Karamoko Dembele, Ewan Henderson and Patrick Clamalla. Yeah, not surprised. I think that uh, Neil went with the strongest team at the beginning um, and decided to give them 60 minutes, then obviously get the, the subs on, give them a run out, give them the last 30 or whatever it may be, 31, 32 minutes and, uh, you know, just get them bedded into the game and obviously the opposition have made subs as well so if you're looking at 60 minutes in the clock and a pre-season friendly you're looking at something round about 16 17 subs that's what I'm saying <laughs> I love I, I really enjoyed the first 60 minutes of a mm. good pace to it I know that everybody's got to get an opportunity but for me this what's really kills uh, pre-season friendlies I'd be I'd be away now Alison if I was watching this You'd be away. I'd be away through the ground. Yeah, I'd be away in the car. I'd be home. Well, Rangers, of course, are kicking off at 7.45 and their team has just been put out as well. Strong starting 11 for Rangers as well, as you would expect. John McLaughlin mm-hmm. is starting in goal. Um, James Tavenier, Connor Goldson, George Edmondson, Borna Barisic, Stephen Davis, Ryan Jack, Joe Rebo, Yanis Hadji, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, uh, starting strong. I looked, uh, just with the sound of the personnel, uh, back four. Um, but I think that the Rangers manager will do the exact same as Neil Lennon. I think Stephen Gerrard will get to the 60-minute mark and decide that uh, the substitutes will be playing a big part in the game, get them on and uh, just try to get everybody up to fitness, try to get a bit of sharpness into them. The biggest thing about these games is simple. Get back home with no injuries. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. You'll pick up a couple of niggles, of course you will. It happens in pre-season football. But as long as you've not got any really serious injuries, you've given everybody an opportunity to get some game time in, Everybody, it's a win-win situation. John McLaughlin, of course, in goal, one of their new signings. Alan McGregor still carrying a slight knock, so he's not going to feature at all. Well, there's no point rushing anyone. Rangers, they, they start back at Petaudry in two weeks on Saturday. Uh, I'm sure that if McGregor is fit, he'll be in goals. He's the number one goalkeeper, um, deservedly so, because he is the best goalkeeper that they've got. But there's no point in these games risking him. Um, they can... You, they can fill in a few games that, you know, I can how uh, get teams up there. They've already had had Hamilton Arkies. No matter who Rangers four and Celtic are the same, every team would want to take a team up there and get a game behind closed doors with them. So there's plenty of opportunities to get the fitness levels, the sharpness, especially for a goalkeeper, the sharpness, uh, and McGregor. Uh, so there's no point in risking them. And um, I'll be interested to see how Rangers perform tonight. I thought Celtic for the first sixty minutes. As I say, the game changes after that with all the substitutions. Not just talking about Celtic, but the other team makes substitutions, and I'm sure that'll be the same tonight. But it goes a bit different. But, you know, tactically, as the goalkeeper makes a mistake, and Klamala here, oh, he just muscled them out of it. Absolutely, that gym work has been brilliant. Well, it was a mistake with the goalkeeper, but I'm giving the boy a bit of credit. (laughs) He will be delighted with that. 
He really will. Uh, forced a goalkeeper out of mistake there. I was just watching him. He does look like he's put on a bit of muscle. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper takes a touch. He closes him down very well. Makes it very easy. And from two or three yards, taps into the back of net 1-1. So that's what I'm saying to you. That might just, as much as it's a pre-season friendly, much as the team's changed, much as it's a chance for the likes of Klamala, he Soro. might just yeah. he might just think, do you know, this could be a little run for me and a bit of confidence. It's amazing how players think, and maybe my luck's changed a little bit. I tell you what, guaranteed tonight when they go back to the hotel, he'll be in the gym, won't he? He'll be going, I'm putting more muscle on. I'm <laughs> getting more muscle. Keep working on. hard. Keep working hard. Now. Have you heard from four-year-old Alfie today? Have you seen this on Twitter? No, I'm not on Twitter, Alison. Right. So um... I'm going to tell you about it. So all this week, we've been bringing you stories of fans going above and beyond to help their communities through lockdown as part of our More Than Just a Game campaign. Now, we've been hearing from a four-year-old Rangers fan called Alfie who's raised more than £2,400 for a muscular dystrophy charity. He's running a 5K and he's smashed his original target of £200. His dad, Scott, says Alfie's keeping motivated after getting a special message from his favourite footballer. Hi, I'm Alfie from East Cobride. I'm four year old. I'm raising money for my Annie Emma. And what's you got? Master for Daffy. <laughs> so he's raising money for his Auntie Emma and uh, Muscular Dystrophy Charity. And his words, he says he would like to help people who can't run by raising them a lot of money to get them a wheelchair. We've set a wee sort of 5k route from the house, sort of round in a circle. It kind of takes them back to the front door of the house. We're just going to kind of set it up as a wee race day for them. Have a few family members dotted about, kind of cheering them on. And yeah, I'm going to be doing the 5k with them. I just hope I'll be able to keep up with them. <laughs> he managed to get a wee video from... Scott Arfield, his favourite Rangers player, and I think that's kind of helped push it on a little bit. I've been doing some training for my big run, and I'm super excited. I can't wait to the big day. Oh, Alfie, you're just amazing. <laughs> Honestly, four-year-olds, Alfie, he's raised more than £2,400 for muscular dystrophy, doing that training for his big race. Unbelievable. You're getting all emotional. I am. I just think it's absolutely lovely. There's been so many stories this week of fans that have done so much for their clubs and for their community during lockdown. That is fantastic. I've got to say, four and doing 5K, absolutely brilliant. He's... uh, the his dad he's, will be trying to keep up with I'll him I'll tell you what we Alfie's taking that serious He's doing his <laughs> he's training He's doing his training he'll, he'll Scott his, for yes, some training He'll have his early night to bed And getting himself ready And getting his trainers on The way he goes But uh, You know For young kids It's just um, When things are difficult Then you hear th- stories yeah. like that And We wish Alfie All the very best Fantastic work And great that You know He hears from his favourite player as well Gives him that little bit of a boost So well done, Alfie. Keep the great work up. Absolutely. As I say, if we want to hear about your stories as well. There's so many people doing so much good work at the moment in their communities and for their club. Just use the hashtag more than just a game and let us know all about what you have been doing. A signing today, Gordon, in the Scottish Premiership, Ross County, with another signing. Carol Tremarco, after he left Inverness, has joined the Dingwall Club. Yeah, he's an experienced player. Been at Inverness for a few years, yep. a few seasons. Uh, not far to travel, really. Much like it up the Highlands. 
Um, over that Keswick Bridge, you'll find out about it during the season. No, 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 no. I've never been over that Keswick. Bridge. But you're going over it this season, I tell you. <laughs> that's, that's not my sat nav. That's um, on mine. <laughs> I've got to say that he's uh, Ross County. I've gone for a little bit of experience here, and uh, they'll need it next season. It's got to be very competitive, especially. You know, if everything stays the same, Dundee United down there, they've got a fair squad as well. Uh, Ross County need, they really needed the season to end because they were falling like a stone. Their record, and I think they'd won two out of 12. I mean, you know, round about that. And their form was really taking a dip. And you'd expect that because it is a long season, the Premier, Premier League, a very difficult season. So... They'll be adding a bit more experience and I think he gives them that. He can play a, f- a few positions on the left-hand side as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they start. And I just th- it's just great that we're talking about teams, as you say, we're watching Celtic tonight, mm-hmm. we're going to watch Rangers later on, starting to prepare because what in March, April, May, and through those months, Alison, we were actually thinking... Well, we're ever going to get to see football this season so anything's a plus for me I know it's very difficult for the supporters but small steps but we're getting there, we're it, fe- getting there. it feels like some normality in a sense is coming back as you say we're watching Celtic playing at the moment we've got the Rangers starting 11 mm-hmm. for their game in less than an hour's time as well the season is going to start back on the 1st of August OK fans can't be in the stadium initially but we're getting there. Yeah, as as I said, there are small steps. Um, you know, it has been a difficult road, uh, but we're getting there slowly but surely. And I'm sure that, as I say, the ones that are going to suffer just now is the supporters because mm-hmm. they want to go there. They want to, their their day is going and supporting their team. That's their full day. They look forward to it. They, they work hard all week or whatever they do in their life, and then they look forward to that day getting up in the morning. The nerves there, going supporting their team, cheering them on, hoping their team wins, feeling, you know, the the, the joyness at night of of getting a victory and stuff like that, and the talking points. But that will come, that will come. But the good thing is, they can sit like tonight, and I'm sure there'll be lots of Celtic fans tuned into this game, and there'll be lots of Rangers fans tuned in later on. Uh, and I'm I'm going to say this, I think they might be. A right few Rangers fans tuned in there now watching Celtic just to see how they're preparing. As well, Celtic fans may just sit there and say, well, we'll see what Rangers have got to offer early doors. Do you think these pre-season friendlies are going to mean even more to the fans this season because they haven't, they've been starved of football as we all have for so long? Well, I've been watching, we started off with German stuff. Um, didn't really enjoy it, got to say. Try to get used to the, you know, no, no supporters in the stadium. Uh, the English stuff, there was one or two games I picked out were good, the other ones I just couldn't be bothered with. But I was really looking forward to Thursday night, not just to have it spend an hour with you, Alison, and your company. It was the fact that we could sit and watch a Celtic game, and then by the time I got home, the Rangers game will go on. You're looking at Scottish teams, you're watching how they're preparing. Celtic have already played their team for 60 minutes, and then another team on just shows you the... The, 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 the players have got the squad that they've got I bet you some Celtic supporters sitting there now thinking oh forgot all about him forgot all about him and it will be the same as the Rangers supporters tonight that is about it for tonight thank you to you for listening thank you to Gordon I'm back tomorrow night with Hugh Keevans Barry Wilkins is up next